one of the cool things about you presiding over Murray State is that you're not only the president, but you're also an alumni. So, you know, how was your experience as a racer personally? Tell me about that. Well, it's different. I'm one of uh, two alumni who've held this role in 100 years. Dr. Tim Miller, uh, the 12th president, who served for uh, a one-year period of time and, and then was interim once or twice. He was the first alum, so I'm, I'm very few alums have been had the honor of being president of Murray State University. So the perspective is different, and, and my interests are different. And uh, you know, being a student here, and, and this is where I met my wife, Karen. She's an alum as well. So you know, you look at really everything differently. I, I want this place to prosper and do well, and and I'm I'm invested and vested in every respect and. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned about student life and, and our academic programs and quality and maybe differently than, than others. I just look at through a different lens. At the, yeah, I would assume you kind of have a more personal relationship with the uh, university being an alumni here. Yes, I, I mean, it is a very personal relationship and I've had the honor of being president of the Alumni Association many years ago. I was president of the Murray State University Foundation. I've, I've, I've held a lot of positions that I'm very, uh, very grateful for mm -hmm. uh, and, and very proud of and, and a lot of good people here. This university is full of wonderful faculty and staff and administrators and 75,000 alumni that are scattered all over the world and I have the honor of knowing a whole bunch of them and uh, they make me a better person so um, you know this this is a Murray State University is a really good unique special place and I grew up in central Kentucky farther east than than where you're from mm -hmm. and this was my last college visit so I looked out of state and in state at big schools and smaller schools and privates and publics and I came here last and I chose this place. And I chose it because the, the individuals that I met uh, wanted me to be successful. They had the academic program I wanted, uh, uh, studied finance and economics, uh, but, but also there's a personal touch here that is very different than other institutions. Uh, I didn't want to be a social security number. Uh, most students don't want to be a social security number. You know, we want to be people and we want to know our professors and we want to know the administrators of this university and I did as well. Uh, and that was the difference. It was really the difference. I mean, the folks here really wanted uh, uh, me to do well, all students to do well, and, and we still have that personal touch today. Oh, absolutely. I, I, can't, I couldn't agree more about the, the whole number concept. When I came here, that was one of the things that, and I wasn't exactly able to fully engage with that idea because I wasn't yet a student, but when I did get here, that was the fantastic thing was that the class sizes were smaller, you know, the faculty to student ratio was fantastic, and you can generally always develop sort of a good relationship with your professor no matter uh, what course you're in. I mean, I've had biggest class I ever had here was uh, accounting, and that was a uh, pretty big room, it was full of people, but I still developed a pretty nice, uh, productive relationship with my professor, and he that definitely helped my grade out and that kind of thing. I mean, the, the average force, the average class size is 16 to 1, and 
I had many, many classes uh, when I was here a long time ago that were much smaller than that even. As you, as you progress through your academic years the class, and, and you get into your major area, they even get smaller, and, I, and that, that matters. I mean, this is a mid-sized public university with a very private feel, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it has served us well for many years. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, it's got a real kind of homey feeling, and I'm not, you know, I'm not just kind of saying that. I think it, it was strange. I, I didn't really have a good lock on where I wanted to go in high school, but I knew, you know, obviously I wanted to go somewhere. But I toured like Louisville, and then, and I, I liked it somewhat, uh, but it just kind of felt, you know, it was kind of, kind of big and kind of bloated feeling. But uh, then I came here. And I did that tour with uh, Dr. Maddox and my dad, and uh, that was whenever I decided to actually major in theater because uh, David Balthrop uh, was the one who interviewed me, and I was like, oh, I don't really know if I can do that. I was like, I don't know if I'm good enough. And he was like, oh, I saw you in this. It was like a state uh, competition thing I did in high school. And he's like, you were really good. He's like, I think you can do this. And that was kind of the faith I needed to kind of uh, get me to do uh, that get me to do theater and it's a great decision, but I ended up leaving that tour and that uh, that day at Murray State with just this very distinct sensation that it was like a it was like a dinner table where they left a seat open for me. Uh, it was a very welcoming feeling. Yeah, that's, was, a, that's a great you know, analogy, uh, and it and it does feel that way. And if you if you lined up our seventy five thousand alumni. One of the things you'll hear over and over again is it does feel like home, and and not necessarily their their home where they're born and raised, but it, it's 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 that personal touch and it it's a home feeling. It, it's that open spot at the dinner table, if you will, to Absolutely. use your analogy, which is a very good one. And I'll use Thank that you. again, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a good setup too. The setting was perfect because it was in. Uh, it was in the middle of fall, which in Murray is one of my favorite times because this is uh, it's a very kind of – the town is just full of trees in the easiest way I can say it. And in the fall, like all the leaves change color, and uh, it's just beautiful campus. Always it, has been. It's a beautiful campus. It always has been. We're, we're sitting in Pogue Library, one of the oldest uh, buildings on campus, and next year we'll, we'll celebrate our centennial, mm -hmm. so we're 100 years old. Um, so a lot of old, beautiful, historic buildings. So a lot of thought was put into the design and, and development of this institution, both academically as well as, as facilities by Dr. Randy T. Wells, our founder, and Dr. Carr, our first president. Um, so the, you know, the look and feel of campuses is wonderful. Uh, in, in the new part of campus, the, the science campus, the Gene W. Ray Science Campus, and in the clock tower, the Jesse uh, L. Jones Family Clock Tower, and, and all the buildings that are even newer fit, and they fit from a historical standpoint, but also in, in just in beauty and design mm -hmm. as well. And that, that's, that's important to students and families. This is an attractive place, not only academically, but whether it's trees or green space, and, and, and we take all those things very seriously, and a lot is going on at Murray State right now. We're, you know, Lovett Auditorium as an example, mm -hmm. where, where you perform uh, or have performed in the past, uh, is going through a multi-million dollar makeover to restore it back to its, uh, you know, its, its grand uh, design in the, those wonderful early years. And so new seating, new, new everything inside that building. And, and 
So all that's been approved by our board. It'll be a multi-million dollar project and uh, it's progressing on, on calendar, on, on schedule and, and uh, it's gonna be an exciting addition. Oh, I can't wait. I, I love it. I've always loved love it. And I, uh, I'm really excited to kind of see what they do with it. It'll be a while before I come back and I'm able to see what they do with it, but I am excited for that. Uh, you did say, like you said, we are in uh, Pogue Library. And the cool thing about Pogue, in my opinion, is that it's kind of, an, uh, kind of a gem on campus. There's not a lot of people here ever. It's always very empty. I think it's one of the most peaceful places on campus. I tell everyone I know here, I'm like, you have to, if you want to study and really study, you got to come to Pogue. Waterfield is wonderful. Uh, but if you really want to focus, I say Pogue is the best spot. Now, do you, as a former student or as you know the president, do you have a favorite spot on campus, or do you have a favorite place or building that you just particularly enjoy above others? You know, I, I probably have multiple favorite spots, but Pogue is one of those. Mm -hmm. And when I was a student, we we came and studied here too. It's a great place to study and research. Mm -hmm. uh, and so as you as you get older, uh, you do a lot more research than maybe studying for exams, of course. Uh, and, and we would come here and do that too. Um, but, but you have inside Pogue, we're, we're here in the war and diplomacy room, and Dr. Uh, Forrest Pogue was one of the um, one of the biographers, one of one of the one of the recorders of World War II history uh, in Western Europe in the Western theater, and and so he he was internationally known, and he traveled all over Europe, and you'll see a lot of his work uh, in, in photos are are in this particular room. Next door is the Jesse Stewart Room, one of Kentucky's most famous authors. And uh, in next door, the other direction, is Governor Ned Breathitt's room. And, and, and so a lot of his papers and, and the history of, of Governor Breathitt are located here as well. So there's a lot of history here. Uh, downstairs is the Wells Lovett uh, Grand Reading Room, the big, beautiful Grand Reading Room. Oh, yes. It's named after Wells Lovett, a longtime regent. He was from Owensboro, too. Oh. Uh, now, he grew up in this region, mm -hmm. but he, he moved to Owensboro as a very prominent attorney there during his career, served on this board a long time. But he, he was born in Oakhurst. Mm -hmm. And so his, his grandfather was Rainy T. Wells. So the, the connections here, the, the, you know, just the relationships that exist here, especially in this building, um, are, are, are perfect. I love Love It in, in every respect because so many things through history have gone on in, in Love It. Presidents have spoken there. Uh, it's important to theater. It's, mm -hmm. it's important to the Department of Music. Um, it's important when we have special guests on campus um, for the presidential lecture series. Uh, Admiral McRaven was the last presidential lecture uh, that we that we had right before the pandemic hit in mm -hmm. Feb, uh, February or early March of 2020, mm -hmm. and uh, so he is internationally known. So we we have a history of those types of speakers on campus that have uh, spoken in love. It. So I love love it. I love the the Jesse L. Jones family clock tower. Mm -hmm. So. We, we, for many years, we had the vision of having a clock tower on this campus. And Dr. Jesse D. Jones uh, from Louisiana mm -hmm. funded the, the completion of that clock tower. Uh, and it's named after his father and, and their family. But it's a beautiful addition uh, as well. So I could go on and on in regard to beautiful spots. And, and, uh, and, and recently, we've added uh, Dr. Carr's 
uh, sculpture, mm -hmm. which is a wonderful piece of artwork. Uh, to, to tell a little bit about Dr. Carr, mm -hmm. the first president that many do not really know well, and we wanted to tell his story better because he and our founder built this university together. And, uh, and Dr. Wells had the vision, and, and Dr. Carr carried it through, both academically and, and otherwise. And then Racer One in front of the, the Kerr Center is now one of the new, beautiful uh, photo spots on campus. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm proud of all of those uh, as well. Oh, yeah, the, the addition of the – Murray State's been – really getting a lot of new things in the past couple mm -hmm. of years it's been wonderful uh, like like you said between the racer one statue and the statue of car a uh, lot of beautiful new spots on campus speaking of kind of murray state iconography uh you said you met your wife here at murray state now did you guys ever do the shoe tree you know of course i've been asked that many many times <laughs> we do not have shoes on the shoe tree oh. and and i'm not sure why and we never uh, nailed them there for for whatever reason. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe at some point in time we'll have to uh, we'll have to do that. But we did meet here. Karen and I met here. She was a nursing student, mm -hmm. um, and so our histories go back. Uh, I walked on this campus. Uh, and this is hard to believe, but 40 years ago this semester, oh, cool. I was a freshman. Big year. Uh, and it was the year that the Kerr Center opened, and, and uh, so a big year. Mm -hmm. Big year. Uh, now, I know you, I, I saw in your biography that you went to Leicester to get your doctorate. Uh, how was that? Well, I, I started it there in England, uh, a great research one institution. And uh, so I studied there for a year. Um, as well, so they they had a program where, um, and and the the British programs are very different, and and so I studied there for a period of time, then transferred my work to finish it at Western Kentucky University in their doctoral program there. It just it, it was uh, travel wise and otherwise. I was very busy as an administrator on this campus, so I had to figure out a uh, a way to get to travel from here to there to get my uh, doctorate finished and. So it, 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 you know, anyone who's completed a terminal degree, it's a, a several years of work and hard work, and and, uh, uh, and so anyway, I, I'm I'm proud of that, and and but I I love Western Europe, I love England, and 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 some great universities there, but um, but I'm for most for the most part, and most importantly, I should say. Uh, I'm a Kentuckian first. I, my family had been in the state nearly since it was a, a state. Yeah. Um, and this, this Commonwealth is very important to me, both what we do at Murray State and why we do it. Uh, we have a tremendous responsibility for us in regard to what we do to serve our region and serve the students and families of this region and Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. Well, um, obviously you've served many positions in relation to Murray State. Um, but, you know, what are some of the challenges that you face uh, as the president of Murray State, and how has the pandemic uh, affected your position? Well, as you, as you know, we talked about this uh, earlier. I, I served in the state legislature. I was a state senator for a number of years, so I, I have a perspective of maybe the other side of the policymaking uh, uh, work that goes on in higher education, and now I'm on the side of, of negotiating in, uh, in a different way to make sure that we're advancing good higher education policy in the Commonwealth. But 
the last 18, now going on 19 months of a pandemic, have, have magnified many issues. I mean, this has been a very tough time on our faculty and staff and students. Uh, this fall has been pretty good, right? I mean, yeah. we, we've, uh, we've, we've managed through this in a, in a positive way. Uh, and, and will continue to, and that's a credit to everyone here at this institution. When the pandemic hit, it was very difficult. The fall last year, one year ago, was more difficult. Um, the spring was, was good, and then, you know, the Delta variant caused us uh, some uh, additional challenges. So, you know, over the last 18, 19 months, uh, Mr. Jordan Smith and uh, Vice President Jackie Dudley and Provost Tim Todd and Vice President Don Robertson and uh, all healthcare professionals all over this region and state have assisted us with vaccination clinics and uh, testing uh, clinics and, and on and on and on in regard to managing and controlling COVID. That's been the biggest challenge for any university president, any university administrator or faculty and staff at any university uh, uh, in this country. So it, 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 those challenges also are side by side with challenges with pension systems, uh, the issues with pensions in Kentucky, public pensions. Um, you know, that the list of challenges goes on and on and, and appropriated funding, funding that is granted to us from, from the legislature that has to be approved. Uh, you know, we've, we've had about uh, 15 years of declines. Mm -hmm. and, and so that creates challenges for us to make sure that Murray State is affordable, that we control tuition and fees, and we have done that quite well. And we're recognized as one of the most affordable institutions in, in uh, the country, not just Kentucky, but in the country. And we're proud of that. And, and I think that it's important to me personally as well to, as, as we work with families and students to have a very, very high quality education at a great value. Yeah, and I'd say that's uh, kind of what Murray State has been has been known for and is, you know, that's why it really stands out is it is uh, a terrific value for the education and for the experience Absolutely. that you do get. Um, now, you said that I was wanting to touch on that at some point. You said that you were a Kentucky senator. What was... Um, how did you get to that point from what was the transition there? You know, I've really had three careers. I started in the private sector when I left Murray State University and studied um, uh, finance and economics. And I was in the private sector for a number of years in the financial world. Um, so that, that's my trained background. And, and uh, so I worked on my master's degree after, after that and, and, and on and on. So I've, I've had three careers. One was the private sector really in the financial world the second the second one was government uh and and now uh the best and, and the way i'll cap off my career is in in higher education and probably especially public higher education so i come from a family of uh, elected officials my father was and was very active we were taught as children, I'm one of six kids, to be very active in your community, to be um, involved, try to, no matter what you touch in life, leave it better than you found it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's uh, uh, Murray State University in my role here, uh, or working on behalf of your region or your state or your community, leave it better than you found it. And, and so 
we were taught that, and we saw that through my father and mother, who were very active. And my grandfather was uh, also an elected official, and, and as well in our county, LaRue County is where I grew up in central Kentucky. Uh, Hodgenville is the county seat, which happens to be the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's some Kentucky history we'll throw in. And maybe Lincoln had an influence on that, too, because as a student, as a young student, and as a child growing up, you know, I passed by his birthplace, and we learned and read a great deal about Lincoln and his life, uh, coming from modest means to, to probably uh, our most revered president. Mm -hmm. and, and so that had an influence probably, too, uh, in, in some way. So public service is and was important to me, and I decided to run for the state senate. Uh, I did, was successful, and I served I served uh, in Frankfurt for a number of years, and I left on my own. I wanted to go into higher education and finish my doctorate and, and get get that behind me, and I was able to do all of those things. Now, you, you're speaking of positions. As, a, as an active Greek member myself, I am curious, did you serve uh, as any positions in Pi Kappa Alpha, if you don't mind me asking? I did. That, you know, the fraternity, Greek life's very important. It was, mm -hmm. it was very important to me, and it, it, it helps build leaders and, and good leadership qualities of, uh, for individuals, both fraternities and sororities. My wife was in a sorority, and she was very active, and, and uh, I was president of my fraternity and held other roles as, as well. I'm, I'm very proud of that. We, we um, uh, again, it, it, it helps build leadership uh, among our students these types of activities and programs and that's why it's important to me still today on this campus and uh, I, I was involved in student government when, when I was uh, a student here and and so there was many many uh, factors uh, at, at Murray State that touched my life in those ways. So you would say you're quite a busy student? I was a very busy student and I, uh, I worked uh, a lot too. Uh, to, to help fund my way through Murray State. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I was very busy, but uh, I, I would say that it made me a better person being busy, staying busy, and working while I was in college and doing all these other things that I, I've been blessed and fortunate to do, uh, and I'm, I'm very grateful. Well, I definitely say that's the way to go about, in my opinion, it's the best way to go about the Murray State experience mm -hmm. is to uh, – you know, you get what you put in, uh, you get out what you put in rather. And I think, uh, trying to get him, you know, that's been my thing with my last semester here is I've just been trying to get involved with more things that I, than I did before and just trying to touch upon everything before I leave. Uh, I've never done a 5k. I signed up for the one Saturday morning. Uh, I actually haven't been to a, a football game yet. Shame on me, but, uh, Saturday, Saturday, my parents are coming in for a family weekend and, uh, I'm going to make it to this one. <laughs> it'll be so. a big crowd. I'm, yeah, the uh, weather forecast, it'll be a very beautiful day. So come out and en enjoy that. But when I'm, I'm speaking to prospective students, and I, I do that often, it's a given. You're going to get a very high-quality education at Murray State University. Mm -hmm. That's a given. But the student controls. You control and prospective students control how active you'll be on campus and what you do on campus. And I, I really think that's the – uh, that margin of excellence, that, that the difference in Murray State. There's so many things to be involved with. Uh, 
you know, I, I think there's 145 different clubs and organizations you can be involved with, intramural sports to student government to black student council to uh, Greek life, and that list goes on and on. Residential College Association, etc. You know, get involved. Being a student athlete, whatever it is that you, you want to do, get involved and do it well. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one thing I was wondering about is um, – one kind of a common thing on university campuses typically, like for example, Western University, uh, when I went there in high school uh, for competitions, for th- uh, theater type things, they had, uh, you know, they had restaurants on campus, like they had like a Steak and Shake and a few other things. That is a recently new addition to Murray State. Um, what was the impetus of, of like, you know, res- franchising restaurants on campus and, you know, that wasn't a thing before, so... What was the change there, and how did that come about? We made that change in the fall of 2018. So it was one of the things that uh, uh, Vice President Jackie Dudley uh, and and others were leading that charge, along with a number of other individuals. Um, And and so I had had the opportunity to help negotiate the final phases of that and and to get that in place. It's, It's important to our students today. It's important to our faculty and staff. It's important to the broader community to have uh, dining operations that are attractive to our students. So Chick-fil-A or Steak and Shake or Einstein's Brothers Bagels and, and that Starbucks and the list goes on and on. And, and you know, we're constantly working on how to enhance the student life uh, component. Prior to that, Murray State University was the last public university in the state where we did our own dining. We, can, we did it on campus, we managed it, we did it on campus uh, versus contracting it out to a third party. And that was the only way we could get a branded, franchised um, major restaurants on campus like Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. was to go through a third party uh, contracted vendor. Sodexo, isn't it? Sodexo. Yes. Which, and, and so they're very large and, and they, they do this type of work at other colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of a more general question you were obviously you've held a lot of positions you've done a lot of things what would you say some of your success habits are you know for us leadership matters uh, i've I've been fortunate to have a, a bunch of good leaders in my life who were mentors to me and to set good examples for me including uh, my, my parents, including my siblings, including many others that I could name, including many professors that I could name that, that I had here at Murray State. So I try to emulate that. I try to emulate uh, hard work. Hard work is important to me. Um, um, I learned that as a farm kid. So we, we, were, we, we had farming operations as, as growing up. So if, you, if you're a farm kid, if you grow up on a farm, you know the value of hard work. Um, and so I learned that at an early age as well. So I, I, throughout my career, I've tried to take those things I've learned from others, mentors that have had a great influence on me, and be a good uh, servant leader and serving others uh, while at the same time trying to set an example for others. So I want to be a good example. I want, I want others to look at me and say, um, you know, if, if the president's doing it, it's okay for me to do it too. Uh, it, it's, it's also from the, from the standpoint, I don't ask anyone to do anything. And I think this is, this is important in leadership. 
uh, and, and I watched this growing up and I've watched this from other good leaders, I, I wouldn't ask anyone to do anything I'm not willing to do myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's a quality of a good leader also. So I, I've been blessed with a lot of folks that have had great influences on me uh, personally. Mm. You said you grew up on a farm? I did. What did you? Uh, what was? Uh, what was the crop there? We were we were burly uh, tobacco and beef cattle. Oh yeah, we farmers. were a big tobacco family. So yeah, uh, and of course in in the central part of the state, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, a long long time ago, burley was 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 the crop grown in that part of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Uh, in this part of the state, dark fire tobacco was the was the dominant brand, uh, dominant uh, uh, type of tobacco grown grown here, if you will. So. If you've worked in in tobacco uh, as a farm kid or as or as a farmer, uh, it's hard work. As a kid, I thought it was I thought it was a blast. <laughs> well, I, I, there, maybe there were days when I thought it was a blast. Mostly, I thought about it is hot and this is hard work, and I, I appreciate. Uh, you know the generations of my family who who worked on farms and did this type of work but i knew i didn't want to do it mm -hmm. as a career <laughs> uh and, and and there's nothing more admirable than uh, being a farmer there's nothing more admirable they're, they're feeding the world absolutely and, and i have great respect for all of them and, and and many friends that's how they make their livings i just knew i didn't want to do it mm -hmm. and and probably they look at me and, and say i don't want to do that yeah uh, and, and so that's okay we're all different yeah absolutely i was uh when i was a kid we had a we grew tobacco or my mom's brother did and i would stay out at the farm all the time and i remember it distinctly as uh the uh, harvest was fine, but my favorite part was uh, I was like probably 10 or 11 and we'd me and all my cousins would be in the barn until like 11 o'clock way past my bedtime is great. And we just <laughs> stripped tobacco and they, they gave me all the Mountain Dew I could drink. So that was that was terrific for me. Yeah, so. Stripping tobacco was during the cold part of the year, typically, mm -hmm. and you would grade it, you would strip off different grades of the stalk and that was hard work too, uh, as well back in that day. So you would wrap hands, we called them, mm -hmm. uh, and, and 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 do that. But anyway, that's, I have a great admiration for farmers, tobacco farmers, and and many of my family uh, members still today uh, are are farmers, and and uh, there's not a a higher calling. Mm -hmm. now, that's a lot of hard work, uh, and I know you do a lot of hard work here at Murray State, and you got to be incredibly busy, but. Uh, you know, when you do find time, you know, what do you like to do to relax? In the last 18 or 19 months, there, there hasn't been a lot of downtime or relaxing time. <laughs> um, my wife, Karen, and I love to travel. Mm -hmm. um, so we, whether it's in the state or in the United States or around the world. So we, we love to travel. Uh, we have two children. We love visiting with them, and family time is very, very important. And mm -hmm. uh, spending time with our family, so I, I do. I do a lot of other things. I'm. Um, I love history. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a collector of historical documents and, and political memorabilia and historical. Uh, memorabilia, memorabilia, especially Kentucky-related historical and political items. So I've been doing that for a long time. Uh, so I have my own collection there, and, and I was 
uh, probably overly bored a few years ago, and I decided that uh, several years ago I wanted to be an appraiser. I wanted to learn how to appraise these type things as well as other things. So I, I became a certified appraiser in, in these types of historical documents and uh, political memorabilia, historical items, and, and uh, uh, so uh, Civil War history items. Uh, my great-great-grandfather was uh, a Union uh, officer uh, in, in the, during the Civil War. So those things are important to me. It's important to my history, and it's important to who I am. It's part of my fa uh, fabric, and it's part of my family's fabric. So those are some of the things that we like to do. So you're, uh, you're kind of a Kentucky history buff? I am. I love Kentucky history, and I, I love uh, I love all history, but especially the history of this Commonwealth. You know the story of uh, Floyd Collins? Yeah, I do. I, I don't want to pretend to be an expert in regard oh, to that. I'm not either. It's just it's one of my favorites. It's but, the uh, I think he he was the one who basically discovered that all the all the cave systems in Kentucky are linked, uh, and unfortunately he lost his life in kind of the discovery of that. Uh, I think but, there's a marker at Mammoth Cave in regard to maybe his his life uh, uh, as well, if I remember right. I know Jordan was there, I think. Yeah. I, but that I haven't been there in many, many years. But, no, Kentucky's an old state. We're the 15th state in the Union, and, and so it's an old state. So there's a lot of history here mm -hmm. and, and, and a lot of um, – a lot of important people in U.S. history have come through, passed through Kentucky, um, and whether it's Henry Clay or someone else yeah. like him. So those, yes, it's important, and I wish we, uh, uh, you know, wish we could encourage everyone to know a little more Kentucky history uh, <laughs> as well. Yeah, I definitely think people could serve to know a little bit more about the Commonwealth. Uh, so you said you like to travel. Uh, you have a favorite place you've ever been to? Oh. You know, I, I've been blessed to be able to travel a lot of places. Karen and I uh, and our family, we've, we've had the opportunity to travel in different parts of the world. It, um, we love Italy. We love mm -hmm. England. Uh, we love Western Europe. Uh, but, I, but I love the United States and seeing things here. We, we love going to the beach and, 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 and just relaxing and resting, that type of travel as well. And I like historical-related travel, mm -hmm. you know, going to – uh, Springfield to see the Lincoln Museum mm -hmm. or traveling to another national park or, or whatever the case may be. So those are, those are things that uh, we like to do. And, and again, many of them are history related. Sometimes they're just relaxing related uh, to go somewhere and sit on a beach for a few days mm -hmm. and uh, reflect. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, just to kind of wrap up, I wanted to ask uh, kind of one of my favorite questions to ask people. Uh, if you could sit down and have a meal with anybody living or dead, who would that be? Huh. That's, a, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And um, I would probably say I would love to have um, lunch or dinner with President Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and, and probably specifically during the time of the darkest days of the Civil War, which took a great toll on him and his family. And... Um, uh, it, I, I, I think that's a really interesting piece of our U.S. history, uh, and, and in many ways it was a defining point that established where we were going to go for the next hundred years, um, and, and it did. And, uh, and, and President Lincoln gets the credit 
fully mm-hmm. for holding holding this country together during a very very difficult time. Having uh, the leadership ability to to do that, a wonderful self-made lawyer, self-made leader um, from rural Kentucky, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I, w- I would love to visit with President Lincoln. I think I would too. There you go. All right. Well, I think that does about uh, that about does it. Forrest, thank you. It's, you're very kind uh, with the invitation. It's really good to uh, talk with you. Oh, it was an absolute honor. Thank you, Doctor. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Absolutely.